0: Welcome to the places where we go podcast. Hello, I'm Julie,
1: and I'm Art. We're the hosts of the places where we go podcast. Join us as we share our travel stories. We'll tell you about where we've been, what we saw, and what we did. We're always looking for a bit of an adventure.
0: Sometimes we travel far. Sometimes we explore the places in our own local backyard. Wherever we go, We'll let you know about the highlights and top tips to help you plan your future adventures.
1: This is the Places Where We Go podcast. Thanks for joining us on another edition of the Places Where We Go podcast. Today, we're going to talk about the last thing that we did during our time in Cardiff. Um, And this was... I guess I'd call it a small excursion outside of Cardiff to a nearby city.
0: The city is called Barry Island, Mm -hmm. which is very interesting because it's not actually, at this point in history, an island. There's a reason for that. Barry Island was inhabited, it was an island.
1: Once upon a time. Once
0: upon a time, it was a very small island. The only way that you could get to this island was if the tides were low, you could literally walk across to the island. But if the tides came up, you were either stuck or they did have a ferry running at some point to get you back and forth.
1: They didn't have like Uber boats?
0: No, not back then. Sorry, (laughs) sorry. But what happened is the um, railway came in. Hmm. And when the railway came in, they actually built up the land in order to have the railroad cross over right to the island itself.
1: Yeah. So one of the reasons this place ended up on our list of things to do is as we've mentioned on prior episodes, Julie has family connection that goes back hundreds of years, so her people came from this general area.
0: Glamorgan Vales is what it's called.
1: Vales or Wales? Did you say Vales? Vales.
0: It's called Glamorgan Vale. Oh, it's called, the area
1: I thought you were talking with an Eastern European no. accent as I thought it was like <laughs> listening to my mother no. <laughs> Vale did you go to vales? <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> the Morgan vales so you had identified several cities in right. the, the southern part of Wales, where your family had been one of them was Barry, one of them was Lentwood Major Penarth was another place. Mm-hmm. We had time to pick one of the three.
0: Yeah, it was kind of an eeny, meeny, miny, moe.
1: Yeah, so as yeah. we spun the roulette wheel, it landed on Barry Island. Yeah. So we decided this one afternoon after we spent some time at Cardiff Castle that we were going to hop on a train and go to Barry Island for no other reason just to, I think, kind of soak up a little bit of this area where your right. people came from.
0: Right. And it sounded intriguing, too. I mean, I, I was... When I did look up a little bit about this place, I had an ancestor by the name of Jane Morgan, who was born there, and she married Thomas Raglan. So the Raglan name comes into this. Mm-hmm. And it just sounded fascinating when I read the description of place itself and how tiny it was. Mm-hmm. And being an island and then not being an island. It was just really interesting to me. Yeah. And but this, other than that, I didn't know much.
1: Yeah, and this was going to be our opportunity to, to get to a place on the on the sea Yeah. in the UK. So that, that was going mm-hmm. to be kind of neat. We did have... An interesting incident, though, that happened on the way to leaving. I don't know if you remember this or not. So we were making our way through the city center. We were walking to the train station. I think it was down St. Mary's Street, which oh, is where man. the uh, restaurant, the Pie Minister, is located. Yeah,
0: right. Which, which we, we had
1: we, we, we've been ta- there the
0: night before. Right? Yeah.
1: So we yeah had dinner there yeah. the night before. As we were walking and approaching this place, we had noticed there was kind of that police tape all over the place there
0: was police vans cars there was police there the the caution tape was out something i'm looking and i'm like that looks like a crime scene
1: yes and there was a policeman standing there and i couldn't let it be i had to know what was was going on you
0: surprised the heck out of me i never would have guessed you would would have gone up to a police officer and asked what was happening.
1: <laughs> and I did. So I said, hey, excuse me, Mr. Police Officer, but <laughs> what, what did happen here? Because we just ate. I mean, within, we
0: just ate there that night. This, ha-
1: yeah, this scene the night was before. within 10 feet of the door that we ate dinner at right. 12 hours before yeah, or something yeah. like that. Right? right. So the police officer was extremely reluctant to say anything. Of I think course. he kind of left it at, hey, you should watch the news or read the papers. And then he chatted a, a little bit more. But didn't disclose too many details, but I did find out yeah. later that there was a murder that happened right on St. Mary front Street. Of pie
0: master, minister.
1: Yeah, so unfortunately for the Prime Minister, they were closed for business that day as mm-hmm. were as the,
0: as were a couple of other businesses.
1: Yeah. I thought that was just interesting. Because it's not every day you walk by a murder scene.
0: Yes, and we did find out that it did happen like three or four in the morning. So it wasn't like we were in any danger. And that was the night too that we're kind of amazed about how many people were out and about walking the the uh, city center. Yeah, that night it was Car- a lot of people.
1: Cardiff was lively. Yes, it <laughs> yeah. was. So anyway, so we were walking past there. We went to the train station and the train that took us to Barry Island. At least I think it was an older train because it, it was really squeaky. It
0: was a squeaky, squeaky. The brakes were loud. It was a little nerve wracking, actually. <laughs> Yeah. Because are like, are they working right?
1: Yeah, it was enough to kind of get your attention like, hmm, this is an interesting train. It's probably this one has probably been around a while, but it was only seven stops. And then after seven fairly short stops, yeah. we were in the area of Berry Island and we got off the train. The train station there was adjacent to kind of a carnival-y, seaside-ish kind of area yeah
0: it, it, it's an amusement park it's actually very well known it's called pleasure park and it has amusement rides and game area mm-hmm. and it's right next to the beach area yeah it's just right there
1: it looked to me like a place if you had kids with you this would have been a place where i mean kids would probably There's have lots a, of kids there have yeah. a blast because the yeah. you know, rides and games and
0: right next to the beach it's very touristy mm-hmm. you know it's a very tourist area i think that's how they probably make most of their money the beach was nice. Yeah. You know, it was, it was very clean and lots of sand area. Yeah. So it was, it was a really nice area. Yeah. So
1: we landed there, got off the train, and we did not have anything specific to see or to do. We thought we would just kind of check it out and stumble into whatever it is we stumbled into. We did make our way initially, though, to I think we had spied a visitor center area. Right. 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 So we walked into there yeah. thinking maybe they could direct us to what is there to see. And do, you, and do you remember that conversation? Yes, yeah. so
0: he said, "Barry Island is not a cultural spot."
1: No, it's not a cultural town at all. Yeah, the, it's the gentleman it's said, not "If you want some culture, you're, you'll have to go to Cardiff." To Cardiff, yeah. Well, we just came from. Cardiff, and they yeah, were scratching. That was interesting. Their, yeah, so it was him. There was another lady there. I think they were yeah. kind of scratching their heads for. Like what is there to, to do here? Yeah,
0: I asked him about the Morgan name too, and yeah. he he was very nice. He oh, was they're really, great! Really, right. really nice guy. He was trying. He was telling me a little bit about names in the area, but you know the Morgan name did not hit him at all. It's, just, it's I'm sure it wouldn't, but mm-hmm. I thought well maybe you know there was something that could be connected to it. Yeah. Like this.
1: So this particular beach that we landed at is called Whitmore Bay Beach. And we ended up, with the lack of anything cultural to see, we thought, hey, okay, we'll spend some time just kind of checking out the seaside here. So yeah, we walked...
0: very relaxing.
1: Yeah, along the beach there, past some of the headlands with the rock pools, and made our way to a place called Friars Point.
0: Yeah, which it's a very hard rock. It looked volcanic to mm-hmm. me. And it was jutting up in kind of out in a peninsula type thing. And it was jutting up out of the the bay area we walked over there there's mm-hmm. a path yeah that walked over there walked along those rocks which was a little tricky and um sat down and we were just enjoying the 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 bay Area, the yeah. Bristol channel
1: yeah Air. so friar's point was kind of neat because like as you mentioned there was what seemed to be volcanic rocks they were kind of at that almost at an angle so yeah. i think about where we live in southern it california was pushed up yeah the, yeah, the we have lots of rock structures that are at 45-ish degree angles mm-hmm. that at least here were formed that way in part through earthquakes over time. So, you know, we're kind of scratching our heads a little bit about, you know, what might have been the the geological event yeah. that caused these rocks to be in the the way that they look.
0: And man had been there for quite a long time too, from very very ancient times mm-hmm. because at Friar's Point there was a lot of archaeological findings there, of very ancient, ancient old tools that mm-hmm. were used. Um, so, so man had been in that area for for a very yep. long time.
1: Yeah, during our time in the UK and like even in the, the time we spent in Cardiff, you know, there's so much of the time that is devoted to being busy, seeing things, soaking up this attraction, that attraction. And this day was kind of nice because I think this was the last day that we were in the general area. Yeah. And it became a time for us to wind down and just sit down and relax. And there's almost no better place to relax than when you're at the seaside Mm -hmm. overlooking the water.
0: And being amazed that, to me, Hmm. being amazed that as you're looking across this channel, that the other side of it, the Hmm. land you actually see on the other side of it, is England.
1: Mm -hmm. So you're looking at the Somerset area. Yes. And then, again, for you, kind of the interesting thing about this is where we were sitting is where your people originally came from. Mm -hmm. And at some point they had made their way to Somerset, England. So they had made their way across the channel at some point. That was gonna end up being one of the next stops for us on our trip to the UK. So we'll we'll get to Somerset on, on a future episode.
0: And history says that in that area on the Wales side of the channel, many people were fleeing back in the thirteenth, fourteenth centuries Mm -hmm. because of pirates. Uh oh. Pirates would come in and maraud and kill and invade. Yeah. So they, they were fleeing that area for, yeah. so because of
1: that. If you visit there today, I don't think you have to worry about no. pirates or the things that pirates do. So No, you um,
0: just have an amusement park.
1: Yeah, so if you like amusement parks. And there's also quite a few food options there, too. So kind of your typical seaside town uh, that offers the seaside stuff. Yeah, I think fish and
0: chips. No,
1: no, not fish and chips. The best, the fish, best and chips. fish and chips. Okay, let's get that right. So if you want yeah. the best fish and chips, there was a place there with a sign that said that they had the best wines you can get.
0: Yes, we so, opted not to get the best fish and chips cuz we just weren't ready to eat, but Yeah, so and we knew later on we would do it. Yeah. We would have it. So.
1: When we travel, we usually like to try to you know take some time when we're at kind of like a key tourist destination and just head out to some place that's not the the tourist trap. So, for us in Wales, this was one of those examples As the people in the visitor center told us, nothing cultural to see here. But, you know, we did, again, get a chance to soak up some of the seaside on the Bristol Channel. So that was, it was nice and relaxing. And we got that that seaside experience.
0: You could spend just a couple of hours there and turn around and go back. Mm -hmm. Or you could, if you were prepared, stay a half a day there and just sit on the beach and enjoy that. As long as you had, you know, the things you need to Sit on a beach. If you want to go in the water, you need towels.
1: Towel, probably sunscreen, I guess. Yeah,
0: so, you know, if you're prepared, you could just sit there and just really enjoy that that area and relax and just, you know, have a a really good time at the beach. So in Berry Island, there is what they claim to be the smallest theater in Wales. The theater measures uh, 16 by 12 feet, and it's smaller than an average living room. Um, there's about twenty seat venue there, and it also has a licensed uh, saloon upstairs. So they're kind of hitting two birds with one stone. Oh,
1: we, this is open to the public.
0: This is open to the public. Oh, uh,
1: we missed that. We the missed visitor it. center mm-hmm. f- neglected to advise us. There is us.
0: culture there. Okay. See,
1: see. So again, we we go places, we miss things, and then we tell you what we miss, so you can go check out. Yes, <laughs> the stuff we didn't get to.
0: So, and I have no idea what kind of venue they have, what kind of theater it is, but it just sounds fun to go to.
1: Yeah. So, I have a few fun points about Barry Island. One of the things, and it's related to what you had mentioned earlier about the fact that it used to be an island, but today it's not exactly, and that has to do with the tide that happens in the area. So, this particular stretch of the Bristol Channel that is by Barry has the world's second-highest tidal range, which is 15 meters, and that's second only to the Bay of Fundy, which is in eastern Canada. Hmm. So that level of the tide going up and down doesn't get any bigger other than in eastern Canada than what you're going to observe here at the Bristol Channel. So that was I thought was interesting.
0: Okay, that is interesting. of kind of explains the ability to have a ferry go back and forth. Yeah. I thought with that kind of tide, how do you get a boat out in the water? Yeah. So, but that explains it. So, if okay. you spend
1: more time there, and if you just want to sit overlooking the channel, you can watch the water watch go the up water. and down. Yeah. And I think we would also be remiss not to mention what Barry Island or who Barry Island is named after. And Saint, do you know who that is? St. Baruch. St. Baruch, right. So, St. Baruch lived in the 6th century. He was a disciple of St. Cadoc. And the story goes that he forgot to bring St Cadoc's reading material to him on a journey from the island of Flat Holm, so Cadoc sent him back and during the journey back St Baruch drowned in the Bristol Channel. He was then buried on Barry Island in the Vale of Glamorgan Wales and there is a chapel there that's dedicated to him that can still be seen from Friars Road, Barry Island. Mm-hmm. And just 300 yards south of the chapel, there is a wishing well that has been believed over time that if a votive offering was dropped into the well, accompanied with a a wish or a prayer that was privately expressed, and the wisher did not speak to anybody until after a stranger spoke to them, then the thing that they wished for would come true. Mm. So that's a little bit about St. Barry, whose feast day is on September 27th, and the... uh, the namesake of Barry Island. You know, we had a, I think at this point, you know, we can maybe kind of do a, a look back at our time in Cardiff. Cause this, this is our last episode in the area of Cardiff. We've spoken about everything that we've done. So mm. as we've mentioned, we came to this place for the primary purpose of going to Raglan castle, which you had stumbled upon as being, having a connectivity to your family And we had more adventures along the way in addition to Rackland Castle.
0: I like the way that we travel. For us, it works very well. Because even though we try to have a pretty well-scripted itinerary, Mm -hmm. we're very easily able to adjust and look for something that maybe isn't on the itinerary and just say, yeah, let's go for it. Yeah. And I think that's kind of what makes it so fun for us.
1: Yeah. So we're very much kind of, I think, like a DIY
0: yeah
1: approach. So mm-hmm. we you know, we try not to be handcuffed to a timetable the same way that you might be if you're ac- on an actual tour. Right. Exactly. So it kind of, as you say, we have a general sense of what we're going to do, where we're going to go. Mm-hmm. But we're also flexible enough that if, if we see something that catches our eye, like off the bus ride to... Racklin Castle that we talked about yeah. on a prior That's episode, yeah. and we wanted to experience Caroleone. Mm-hmm. We were able to do that. Playing the roulette wheel about do we go to Berry Island or Lent with Major or Penarth. Just, you know, adding some extra right. stops along the way. It's kind of a neat way to do a, a trip, especially when you have several weeks for vacation.
0: Exactly, yeah. I, I think if, if you only had one week, which I don't think you could ever do a, tri- a European trip in one week and really get a full that's sense of it. That's difficult. It'd be yeah, very you know, difficult.
1: I mean we were so we were in the Cardiff area for what was it 4 days or 5 days mm-hmm. in Wales and really all we got to see were things pretty much in Cardiff. So we got Yeah. that's the taste of Wales that we were able to get. And it's
0: way more expensive. Yeah,
1: and we know that Cardiff is Cardiff and mm-hmm. the rest of Wales is something totally different. So Someday we hope to return to Wales, the land of the dragon, and experience more of what Wales has to offer.
0: Uh, One of the things I had came across after we got home was that Barry Island actually has on their railway um, vintage trains that they operate on certain days during the year. And you can take about a forty minute journey around Barry Island on these vintage trains.
1: Yeah, that's kinda cool. So
0: I yeah, I thought that was kinda neat. If it was operating, I think hmm. we would have done it. Mm-hmm. After Barry Island we came back into Cardiff by the train and it was time for dinner.
1: Our final supper in Cardiff. Yes. So
0: we wanted fish. We were having some difficulty finding places with seafood. And I think it's because we kind of centralized in uh, the city center. I think if we went over to the Bay Area, we would have mm. found a lot more fish. Yes, the uh, best restaurants. The, best, the and, best fish and chips. Yes. Well, we yeah, that was in Bay But yeah. So we did what we usually do. We kind of just kind of peek online and see what's out there. And
1: I think this time we were also kind of walking through the city center, po- looking at menus well, in yeah, the windows. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And it was a little bit busy because it was dinner time. So mm-hmm. there was people walking around. and But we did spot a place called Santiago's Tapas Restaurant on Church Street. And they had salmon, mm-hmm. which is something we always love.
1: Love a good salmon. Yes, and we it- always
0: love salmon. So we stopped there and they had a side of potatoes and salad. So it was a, it was a really nice meal.
1: Yeah, and we ate outside in the Outside dining area? Yeah, most
0: of, the, most of the places in the city center have outside yeah. eating area yeah. because the restaurants themselves, they're very, they're smaller. They're on the smaller side. So it spills out onto the, the actual walkways. We decided to eat outside and, and we sat down, and one of the first things that we got was this wonderful plate of olives. It was so good. Mm,
1: yeah. No, I don't remember a wonderful plate of it olives. It was so good. Yeah. And
0: because art will not touch an olive, I got to eat them.
1: Yeah, you know there's two types of people. There's people who eat olives and there's people who will not eat olives. And I don't think there's any in between. So <laughs> between you and I, we have all some the bases covered. Some people eat
0: some olives but won't eat other olives.
1: And these were green?
0: These were green. Yeah,
1: so like the With black olives Yeah, I the think. black olives. Uh-uh. I mean <laughs> I, I I don't understand.
0: Oh my gosh, they're unbelievably good.
1: I've experienced the black olive. <laughs> I don't understand why anybody after eating one would ever want to you eat know, another it's, one.
0: It's your Polish genes. I'm sure that's what it is. It's that uh, I could devour cilantro and you won't. You're like that tastes like soap to you or something. And, and th- th- there is
1: some kind of th- a thing that's been studied about DNA that
0: yes, um, you're absolutely right. Yep.
1: Yeah, cilantro in particular—you <laughs> either like it or you are got to run away from it. I, I have learned to tolerate it, <laughs> but the olive is a whole nother. I don't get it. Oh,
0: was but, it very so good. So
1: you got a double share of olives because I didn't. I, did. I didn't have any. So you I did. You got all my olives. I
0: got all the olives.
1: Yeah. I did enjoy the salmon though. So, so Santiago's the salmon
0: was good with the potatoes. That was very good. Yeah. So we're sitting on the outside. And one of the things that there's always great things about cities that we tell you about. One of the things that you have to be aware of is in the city center itself, there's a lot of homeless. Mm -hmm. So when you're sitting on the outside, just be aware, especially at the dinner hour, that you're going to have homeless people coming up and asking you for your change or Mm -hmm. something. Mm -hmm. And there were several of them that were walking around, that area yeah. and, and looking for, for some money.
1: Yeah. So we had a few inter- interactions yeah. like that during yeah. our meal. But, yeah.
0: yeah. And for me, you know, because it, it's so hard for me to witness somebody that's uh, hurting that much, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's really rough for me to n- say no. Mm-hmm. And so I think with that experience, I think next time I would have chosen to eat inside mm-hmm. because it was just too rough for me. I mean, We're walking away and I'm in tears because it was just too hard for me. So be aware of that and know that if that happens, that you're either going to have a pocket full of change that you're going to give out or you're going to just say no. We also went to, I I think I decided that we wanted um, gelato. And... It was kind of on the later. It was getting later. And you had seen a place next to Pie Minister. So you were like, oh, I know where to go. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So we walked over back to the Pie Minister area on St. Mary's. And there was a place called the Gelato and Dessert Company Cream's Mm -hmm. Gelato Parlor. Mm -hmm. So it was this long name that was up on top of there. And we ended our day with some gelato. It was a good was gelato. Very good. Yeah. It was very good, but I'm saddened to say that in the few I, months
1: since we've yes, e- eaten there, we have
0: come back. I did look it up, and they are now closed.
1: So you cannot eat at the cream's they have gelato. Closed
0: place. it. They've been evicted yeah. out of the building. Yeah. So, that, but I'm
1: I'm sure there's other gelato options. We passed several. Yeah, yeah in we, we passed several. Yeah. So
0: there's other places you can go to. Yeah. So that's all I have, honey. So we are going to go ahead and end this episode. Yeah.
1: So we've taken you through the various places that we experienced while we were staying in Cardiff, both in the city center itself, as well as uh, a few locations within uh, a short train ride outside of Cardiff. And this wraps up our experience in the southern part of Wales. But we're not done with the UK yet. We have lots more coming. We're going to take you through Somerset. We're going to take you through Bath, through London, and many other places. So more episodes in the weeks to come. We also have, we're going to intersperse between now and then a few other things that we have since done closer to home. So Mm -hmm. over the coming weeks, you're going to get a mix of some things from the UK, some things from Southern California. So we hope you keep on listening. Stay tuned and uh, travel along with us to the places where we go.
0: Thanks for joining us. If you have any comments or info to share with us about travel, you can write us at comments at theplaceswherewego.com.
1: You can also follow us on social media. Right now we're on Twitter and Instagram, both at the places where we go.
0: Thanks for joining us, and we hope to see you at the places where we go.
1: See you next time.
0: Bye now.